CabanaDeprived.com is proud to present Top 8 Magic Podcast with Michael J. Flores and Brian David Marshall. Brought to your ears thanks to FaceToFaceGames.com. So we're doing redundant recording. Yeah. We, we, haven't, we haven't had a... Guess that Becker calls both of us. I saw him a few weeks ago. I saw him at the World Magic Cup qualifier. Oh, yeah. He came. came he brought his daughter, Audrey Von Becker, yeah. and she was playing Hearthstone. Yes. And I was just like, what? My kids play Magic the Gathering. So, uh, so we're going to do, are we going to do this? Blue, white? Blue and white? Blue and oh, white. That's ambitious. Okay. This is the our, man says so. Blue is, and white. It's our concept of Tarkir. We've been doing the set review. Cop. We did gold and uh, I think just gold last week. Gold. But uh, There's gold in, yeah. in those mana costs. I already had a chance. I played in the pre-release this weekend. So that's fun. Fun? Yeah, it's fun. I kinda, uh, I've, d- I've done two drafts this week. They were cube. cube. Yeah. I won them both. W- were you mono red? Uh, technically, yes. Okay. The first one I had... <laughs> This this is a, so I open my pack, and I might turn this into a make the play Monday actually. Uh, but I open my pack, and my pack is figure of destiny, uh, goblin rabble master, and incinerate. I'm like, look at this pack. I'm like, the configuration of these red, these red cards are subset. I will take the correct card because I know super good at drafting mono red, uh, and neither of these cards is going to come back. And in fact, I'm pretty afraid that. These that this pack configuration is going to create a competitor for me, right? So, I was correct on all fronts. So, what card do you think I took? Figure, incinerate, or goblin rabble master? Rabble master. Figure by a mile. <laughs> this is not I even close. Figure lets you go into two underdrafted archetypes. It lets you either be like aggro white or aggro. So, red. um, it or is Boros. Speaking right? of goblin rabble master, very good in cube. I think I lost a game to it in the second draft because I don't have my, I didn't. To anticipate Goblin Rabbit Master when I set up my stops. And on two different occasions, it made a token before where, where I didn't have a priority hold. Two, 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 two phrases. Yeah. All stops, F6. You have all stops. I just stop like crazy. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I think, well, the thing in the world of Goblin Rabbit Master, that I might can, be right. Although I can no longer claim that I've never been timed out. Randy timed me out in a match at the uh-huh. Community Cup. I was going to win too. He's like, I, I can't let you win. He's like, you're obviously going to win on your next turn. Yeah. Oh, you've well. You've been bragging all weekend how you've never gotten timed out in a match. So. You're on these super powerful Alienware computers that we're using for the Community Cup. You can't blame your equipment. I'm timing you out. That's what I, you know, I bought an Alienware just to play Moto on. Oh, and they're pretty, it's pretty nice on Alienware. So, so, so now my kids are all like, oh, for my birthday, I would like an alien. And I'm, <laughs> my, my birthday's coming up in March, Mike. Yeah. Just letting you know. Um, so, anyway. Yeah, I took figure, and I was right. And so my final configuration, my deck had 18 lands, and my lands included the usual retinue of Basic Mountain. I think there I had uh, 14 Basic Mountain, if I'm recalling this, one Caracas, one Clifftop Retreat, one, um, one uh, the green-red land that's a man land, yeah, and, and one uh, other dual land that's green and red, like... I think I want to say like a ravaging ravine and stomping ground. Yeah, so I think it was stomping ground. So like they were like combo with each other, and my deck had one bloodbraid elf and one uh, assembly because I just didn't have enough red cards because I did create a competitor. So in my first game of the draft, I looked at my opening hand and it was just like 
du- green, red, dual land, green, red, dual land, like drop, drop, dual land, dual land, blood bright elf. And I'm like, <laughs> of course I destroyed my opponent. The last game of the draft was the best. I have assembled the Legion going. Of course, I just, I, in the game that I draw Assemble Legion, I draw the White Lands, right? So I have Assemble Legion going. And I zealous conscripted my opponent's Garuk 4 to do the overrun ability. <laughs> Like, ah, kill your guru core. Zealous conscripting it, uh, 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 teetering on the brink of popping, uh, planeswalker is the best. I'm like, oh, I've got it. They can't do anything to me next turn. I will ultimate it. I I had this match in the second draft where I I hadn't played with Countryside Crusher in a long time, and I'm dumb, and I played my green red sat fetch land and fetched mountain and played it on the third turn. What's the correct thing is to do is play my regular mountain and play it, and then fetch afterwards to make it four four. So I just never hit any lands. So I have this 3-3 three, three country crusher for two or three turns. My opponent's board keeps getting better and better and better. And I have to... I had both Fire Spout and uh, Slag Storm. I don't remember which one I had to cast. But I'm like, all right, I have to cast this and kill my kill my countryside crusher. And I'm just like trying not to commit cards because he keeps putting more cards down. So I kill it and I'm like, oh, I'm going to lose this game because I didn't have a freaking 4-4 four, four countryside crusher. So my, my opponent's got an Apocrysite that has been online for turns. He's going to kill me. So then I'm like, I don't know what I can do. And he goes like... There's a generator servant, and I, I've had this sword for a while. I can't, I have no guys. I wrath them all away. And I'm like, I have no cards in hand. I'm like, definitely going to lose the game. And I like, rip, oh, zealous conscripts. Well, I don't have enough to do what I want. I'm like, oh, wait, zealous conscripts, take your generator servant, set your generator servant, equip my sword and body and mine, destroyed him. Man, that was awesome. <laughs> anyway, if you've been listening to the Top 8 Magic podcast for any amount of time, um, draft mono red and cube. <laughs> Even though they've even though they've nerfed it, I, I don't know what nerfed it is. I had, I just told you about the unplayable I mean, mono red deck that I had. Right. I cr- I mean I crushed the draft. You don't, you don't you didn't actually play the cards. You like you're not like a Hellspark elemental. No, like my deck. Rights all... of in, not rights of initiation, but uh, reckless charge. Those aren't your type. of No, cards. no, I take. I take and those are the cards they took out. I take pristine talisman over everything in mono red. Let's you cast your five drop on turn four. Yeah, you're, so you're mid-range. They, they took out the super aggro yeah. red cards. Right? I don't even play, I, mean, I, I don't always... It's funny. I was talking to Andrew Cunio, and he said, the reason Mono Red Aggro is so good is because it's easy to draft. And I'm like, I don't know if you ever look at the decks that I draft. It, mine never look like other people's. But the second one I drafted, I had only one drops. <laughs> I had, like, one drops and burn spells. So it was pretty typical Mono should Red we, Should we audible into red and green instead of blue and white? Oh, let's do blue and white. How did we get on this topic? I love you, drafting. You just so love much. drafting cube. I love drafting cube. Alright. So we're talking, about, we're talking about the white cons of Tarkir cards. Tar, ta, Tarkir or Levier. Well, I thought it was just single white mana. Wow. Uh, oh, it's a cart Tarkir or Levier? That's terrible. I know. No, that's too bad. <laughs> Abzan much like Abzan Battle Priest. Four mana for three two outlast white mana outlast for single white mana. Appropriately, each creature you control with a plus one plus one counter on it has lifelink. I mean, just not good enough for constructed. But if you have this, in, I mean, I don't know, in limited, if you're in a sit there, sit there oh, yeah, it just cards. wins the these, game. These right? cards, these cards are great in limited. Um, I'm, what I'm really interested to see is like, there's a bunch of like, I call these like outlast slivers, like cards that give all your mm. plus one plus. And I'm like, um, what's what's the what's the guy that? Um, yeah, all of a sudden I'm not going to remember his name. My my favorite guy from uh, the Paladin from the last from Theros block. 
White White. He's a one one heroic, and when you whenever you oh yeah that guy. Whenever you target him, all your guys get plus, plus one, one plus one. There's like a lot of abilities that you can hand out with that guy. Uh, all of a sudden in this block, and I'm curious to see which of those. You know, I know a lot of good players scaring up for the upcoming Pro Tour who are high on heroic. So yeah, oh interesting. I was actually surprised at that. Yeah, I, I think I think heroic interacts really nicely with Outlast. Um, and so that's, that's not really a great card, but, you know, you see a card like Absinthe Falconer, which is a 2-3 for 3 mana, uh, Outlast 1, I mean, Outlast White, maybe this guy's, you know, a little a little closer on the curve, suddenly all your creatures with a plus 1, plus 1 counter on it have flying. So he gives himself flying. He gives himself flying, and then, but, you know, if you have a way to give out a bunch of plus 1, plus 1 counters... I mean, I think that there's cer- there, certainly a mentor lin- of heroes. Dink, dink, dink. There's certainly a linear draft deck That's around. That's the official around Johnny way. sound effect. Do, do, do. Yeah. Right. Hey, I don't like it for constructed. Too expensive. Uh, Antioch Bonkin. Uh, maybe we're getting more into the playable uh, costs range. Uh, one white, one and a white for a human soldier. Outlast one and a white. Two one, so two one for two. Sort of, you know, a card that's playable. Uh, and then it has each creature you control with a plus one, plus one counter, and it has first strike. Yeah, I think... The most playable of the three we've seen. Of the seen three so we've seen, the most playable, yeah. I can see playing it, and then you're in a sit-there situation, and you just accumulate some counters, but it's not that bad otherwise. Right. Uh, Alabaster Kieran, uh, three white for a uh, Flying Vigilance, two, two three. three, Kieran. Shrug, no. Uh, yeah, not a, a fine limited card. Uh, Brave the Sands, and it perm- it's an enchantment. I, I keep thinking... This was like an instant. An, it looks like trick. an instant, yeah. Uh, from a big art. One in white. Creatures you control have vigilance. Each creature you control can block an additional creature. I think we know how yeah. you feel about blocking. Yeah, blocking isn't good. That's a, it's like a keyword to unplayable. Yeah, it just <laughs> no one blocks, that's why. Uh Dazzling Rampart. It has Defender, so it should tell you something. Well, interestingly though, uh you know, if there are there any cards left that are, you need to do that to? I'm trying to think about like uh yeah, this is a... Like an Aetherling answer. Yeah, this is a... What do you call it? A, the Enchant Land that you yeah. used to beat Aetherling and Obzid at? Yeah. Um, beat. Well, that's fine. Like, if you're tapping the Aetherling, it's yeah. not killing you. Right, right, right. right? Like, they would be pretty like, oh, man, I have this Aetherling. You do this stupid... Five, five mana for an 07 is not where we want to be making our investments. Uh, not, I mean, there's not the level of inevitable creatures, but actually, that's probably a pretty good answer to Sarkhan Dragon Speaker. Oh, interesting. I mean, how do you beat Sarkhan Dragon Speaker? That guy's super good. Yeah, this guy's back on D. He's a wall. What do you expect? Yeah. All right. Um, uh, Sarkhan Dragon Speaker, other than other, unlike the competing RR three say, four four yeah, dragon, so doesn't have prot white. Yet, yet another reason to play Stormbreath Dragon. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, do we have this conversation? I don't remember if we had this conversation or I had something else about Stormbreath Dragon is just better than Sarkhan Dragon Speaker. We did. Yeah, I don't know. I I'm. I have so much respect for Stormbirth Dragon. I, I play it as yeah. much as I can, but Sarkhan seems plus exciting to me. Plus, there's that new green tooth and nail card where we can search up two Stormbirth Dragons off the top of our deck and put them both into play. Yeah. Because whether it was Stormbirth Dragons or some other monsters. Well, it doesn't matter. I'm just saying, you can't. Yeah. With, I'm just saying, Sarkhan, yeah. it doesn't have. Maybe uh, I should put that in my deck this weekend. <laughs> Defiant Strike, white for an instant. It's common combat trick. Target creature gets plus one, plus zero until it turn draw a card. Reprint. Yeah, yeah. not a super. We haven't seen a playable ever. yet, right? No. Uh, end hostilities. Oh, here you this go. Card we talked about yeah. a little bit in the preview show. Uh, three white, white sorcery. Destroy all creatures 
and all permanents attached to creatures, just in case Bestow was any good at all, and Gabe Carlton Barnes didn't want to cry, they had to make this card. I think this card is going to be highly playable. Yeah, I, I expect, all right, I expect so. it to be one of the most... And hostilities, we've got to play Most played cards in the set come... I mean, not counting, like, Windswept Heath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. Windswept Heath will be the most played card in the set, but maybe, yeah, Windswept Heath or Wood of Foothills, one of those two will be the most played, yeah. and the other one will be the second most played. So if we, if we made a bet, and I was willing to bet that Guillaume Waffle Topic does not play this card at Pro Tour Honolulu, would you take the other side of that bet? No, I would agree with you. I don't think he will play this card. Okay. Why is that? He's not really the blue-white guy, okay. right? He's like the blue-red or the blue-black guy, right? I guess so. I mean, but he's Esprit, though, a lot of times. Yeah, I mean, but he's not really the blue-white guy. I mean, he, he's kind of Esprit in the way that Patrick Chapin is Esprit. Yeah. Like, oh, I couldn't get my Grixis on? Okay, I'll Esper. What, what, what is this competing with? I mean, now there's... Anger of the Gods? Yeah, it's Costs about... two less mana? It's in... It, uh, you look at it a couple of different ways, right? If I'm Anger of the Gods, I get Karanos, which is spectacular. Or if I'm Esper or whatever, blue-white, I get... Afara, which probably doesn't do anything. Sure. You know, these are very, very different. And, you know, I mean, Karanos is contextually spectacular. Right? It's not that's just this card you're like, oh, this is like spectacular. It's the kind of card where if you're playing in this, these colors, you just slam it down there. Maybe you don't have a huge expectation that it ever becomes a creature, but it's just valuing you up as, as you go through. You got to do something with all that untapped mana to draw cards now that there's no more Sphinx's Revelation, right? Right, right. I think, I think Karanos is a pretty big. Pretty big game. So you think that you think Karanos is going to pressure people away from End Hostilities and towards Anger of the Gods? I think Anger of the Gods is a better card than End okay, Hostilities, yeah. uh, in the sense that three mono cards are generally better than five mono cards when they do the same thing. Sure. Right. So obviously, one of these cards is way better against Boon Seder. One of these cards is way better against uh, like. It depends. I, I went from one Arbor Colossus in my deck for the Open this week, so now I have like either three or four in my main deck. What are you, what are you playing? Um, green, uh, green, uh, green Devotion Splash White. Okay. And my Splash includes four copies of Elspeth's, uh, <laughs> Elspeth 6 in the main deck. So. Yeah. But more than half the time, you actually cast it off a Genesis Hydra, so the second White isn't that big a deal. And Osip just convinced me to put a Hornet Queen in my deck. So. Oh, sweet. I'm a little... I think I'm badly disadvantaged in the green-red... Faux mirror, but I have like a huge win percentage on Moto right now. Obviously, against opponents, don't have the new cards, right? So we're all playing neutered decks, so it's right, it's right. kind of weird right now. But uh, any any chance you play in hostilities? No, my deck just plays big monsters. I would right. just kill all my own dudes. Sure, I already have Elsbeth for that. Okay, <laughs> uh, you wouldn't play that over Elsbeth, right? Generally, Elsbeth is a better card than this. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But uh, I mean, I guess I think this is a highly playable card. Don't get me wrong. Uh, erase. Reprint card. It's not right now because of wear tear. Yeah. Although this oh, destroys gods, gods yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then there's deicide. I mean, would you, if you're if you're in the business of, of destroying enchantments, you'd rather have wear tear than a race, right? If you're in the business of destroying gods, you'd rather have deicide than a race. Right. I think in a little bit different time period, maybe a race gets good again. Right. When a race was first printed in standard, it was spectacularly effective, right? It was super good against delusions of mediocrity and and the bargain decks. Uh, feet of resistance. Feet one, of resistance. One in a white for an instant. Put a plus one, plus one counter on target creature you control. Uh, it gains protection from the color of your choice until end of turn. That's really cool because of all of the, what you're calling the sliver abilities. Yeah. And it's a cool combat trick, and it's not going to be played and constructed. <laughs> Firehoof Cavalry, I'm just not even going to No, I want to read. I haven't seen that one. I could even read him. 
Oh, no, I've seen it now. We're not <laughs> uh, Herald of Manifenza, this was a card we were pretty excited about in the preview show as your enthusiasm waxed or waned. I actually wanted to, I was thinking about playing this on my sideboard this weekend, but I just, I'm not reliably going to have white on turn one, so I don't think maybe. Yeah, It seems cool, one. though. No, it, well, when do you want it, though? Turn three. That's a tap ability. Yeah. I'm not playing this on turn three. This is the kind of card you play after your opponent. Either you play it to begin the game so that you just sit there accumulating mana and, like, ruining your opponent's life. Or you play it, like, post-wrath as, like, your, your recoup card. But you could just play an Elsbeth if you have, like, a bunch sure. of mana. It's, it's not that effective. Um, so you sound like you've cooled on this a little bit. I think that there are a lot of matchups where this is unbeatable still. But okay. I'm just not going to play it in my green ramp deck this right. weekend. Like, how stupid is it for you to cast, like, a giant Genesis Hider and you get Herald of Manifunds? I want one! High Sentinels of Arishan. Super close to playing this this weekend, actually. I think it's really? Fancy, three, three, four for four mana. Three and a white. It's a yeah. bird soldier flying. It gets plus one, plus one for each other creature you control with a plus one, plus one counter on it. And then for four mana, three and a white, you can put a plus one, plus one counter on target creature. Literally think of just finding room to play four in my deck. Wow. I mean, look at all the interactions it has. Genesis Hydra. Plus one, plus one counters. Oh, wow. Uh, Arbor Colossus. But it only cares about whether the toggle of counter or no. It doesn't count the counters. I agree, but I have all these cards already that have counters. I have Genesis Hydra. I have... um, Arbor Colossus. I have Arbor Colossus. Uh, I have at least one other. Uh, I have Pelucranos. All of those naturally have their own plus one, plus one counters. And... What you often will have in the mid-game situation is you just have a ton of mana, and you're in top deck mode. If you have this thing, just like pour 12 mana into this, and you're getting a tremendous return on, on your damage. I can just tell you interesting, fun anecdote that was the sweetest thing I did. Uh, I was in a standoff situation against a red deck, so he, he got me low but not dead. And then I have a Corsair of Crufix who's making me continue to, continue to not be dead. And we just keep playing guys, and he's not drawing burn spells. I can get, I, I'm, I'm, I'm getting like five, you know, six life. I'm up to ten or twelve life. I'm like, all right, he's not realistically going to burn me out, but he's accumulating all these pips in play, so he could kill me with Fanatic of Mogus, right? This is a sideboard game, and I assume he has Fanatic of Mogus in his deck uh, because he played it against me in game one, right? So it's game three. So it's like end of turn. We both have like eight guys in play or something. And I go Satessan Tactics, and two of the guys that the three of the guys that I power up with Satessan Tactics are my Hornet Nests, which is a card that I was high on when we when we reviewed M fifteen. Let me tell you about pinging each of his two twos with my now one three Hornet Nests multiple times. Uh, I ended the turn with like twelve one one Death Touches in play, as well as killing every dude he had, including using a seven seven Arbor Colossus to kill his his uh, Jackal Pup. <laughs> Jackal up guy. It was like, I cannot wait to take a turn like this. It's You like that Hornet Nest Satessan Tactics? Yeah. yeah. I'm pretty high on my deck. I think I think the fact that people won't have good decks this weekend is exciting, and I was really thinking about playing High Sentinels of Aerishin in it. it. It seems like a really, it's like a 3-4 four for 4 is not that bad. But a five, as a 5-6 for 4, it becomes much more attractive. Well, think about it. It's like turn, turn 5, right? You just go Genesis Hydra for 4, and you go like Herald of Ashes and, and Genesis Hydra. It's like Seven power, and you just immediately have enough mana to right. go nutso with him. You make an elf, you know, plus one, plus one, and he's attacking for five. Sweet. I like. I, I haven't given this card enough thought. I, I like. I it. think it's really good. 
Yeah. But I'm, my deck's a little controlling for this. It might not be the right right time. Okay. So. Uh, Jeskai Student. One white for human monk with prowess. He's a 1-3. Every time you cast a non-creature spell, he gets plus 1, plus 1 until end of turn. I'm just not super high on prowess. I don't think it's a very good constructed ability. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not I don't, it's I just... Don't shittier heroic right yeah like isn't it it is yeah definitely <laughs> and heroic was not very good <laughs> uh, i don't love it kill shot two w instant destroy target attacking creature neck snap whatever yeah, white it would have been fantastic we've right? seen this card a million times pretty cheap for limited mm, uh for a fairly you know reasonable limited card but not good not enough for constructed mardu hate blade white for a one one and human warrior and then it has black gains death touch until end of turn i think it's actually a pretty cool card yeah i think like if you're if there's a white black aggro deck it has a lot of competition there's a ton of two ones for white or two ones for black that you War, could play warrior's a key word here yeah warrior's an important word there's a lot of stuff that interacts with warriors or raid chief, stuff yeah raid stuff we saw, right also raid but we saw the chief of the edge and the chief of the scale yep. and those are both warriors you know, you could play one of those on turn two. Suddenly, you have two power with this guy, or he's a or a one two. Yeah, yeah but if he's a whatever druid. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I just think that like death touch is an underrated constructed ability. I think of when I was playing mono black beatdown after Gabe Carlton Barnes won that PTQ a few months ago. The number of matches I won with not unleashed thrill kill assassin sure. was really crazy. I'm just like really. Is a 1-2 death touch for 2 really going to beat you? And opponents are optimized just like, I'm playing this like awesome threat that's mana efficient, and actually, I'm just not optimized to get through your stupid death touch guy. And they don't want to trade with your crappy guy. Yeah. And I'm actually, I've been seeing this with the more testing I've done with, with Hornet Queen and Hornet's Nest. Hornet's Nest is fantastic. Let me tell you something about Hornet's Nest against, against uh, uh, Goblin Rabble Master. When their best case scenario is to lightning strike your hornet's nest, <laughs> I mean it's it's spectacular against Beatdown. Like I was gonna play, I was gonna play uh, uh, Nick's Fleece Ram in that spot. Hornet's nest is so much better. If you're like in the green mirror, they can't attack you. But it, if they ever attack with like their giant Genesis Hydra or something, you're like, all right, like fifteen one one counters, right? Sure. And then I just, you just counter attack them. They don't have any flying defense. And even if they do, it kills everything. Here's the biggest thing. The problem with the, the green ramp decks in standard is that they're super they're super soft to Stormbreath Dragon in the main deck, which is why I'm playing with like three or four Arbor Colossus in my main. But if you have a combination of Arbor Colossus, Hornet Nest, and Hornet Queen, you are not really scared of Stormbreath Dragon anymore. Right. It's like actually really, really tough for Stormbreath Dragon, which a minute ago was the most dangerous threat for green ramp. So what you're saying is you're making room for Mardu Hate Blade in your deck? I think Armadu Hateblade is not unplayable. That's my that's my rating. Okay. It's not exciting. Sure. It's not unplayable though. How about Mardu Horde Chief? Two white for two three. Uh human warrior again, and then raid. When Mardu Horde Chief enters the battlefield, if you attacked, put a one one white warrior creature token onto the battlefield. So this is like the world's worst blade splicer. Right. Um I think it's probably not good enough. Uh, Blade Spicer was... Boy, it's close, though, right? Like, it really is kind of close. It's like three, po- three points like, of power for three. On it's... turn two or three, you just cast your Blade Spicer before and you had two yeah. bodies. Yeah, and no, it was, I... like, offensively and defensively excellent. Yep. This guy is just, like, if I attacked, then I get, get a vastly inferior Blade Spicer. Mm, I don't think it's... I don't know. Blade Spicer is very good, and this guy, would I don't you, think Would exactly. you call this guy unplayable? I could say. Will there be any Mordu Horde Chiefs on the floor in either the SCG Open or the Pro Tour, 
over the next couple it's weekends. It's actually probably pretty good in some matchups, right? If you're like, <laughs> well, I mean, if you're if you're in a if you're in a like ground attrition situation, or if Crusades matter, probably pretty good. Yeah, I, I think this guy's probably better than he looks. I mean, he's certainly yeah. a pain in the ass and limited. He's he's like the world's worth Blade Splicer, but Blade Splicer was a good car, right? Yeah, and 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 this is a common. So, but but I think I think he's I think. I think he's gonna. But but they're uncommon. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're gonna find windows where this guy gets played. I can see. I, I can see it. I, I mean, I'm just not super excited. A master of pearls. I, I like this I card. I hate a lot. this card. You hate it. Yeah. You hate it because you think it's terrible. I I mean, like it's one and a white for two two. Yes, human monk with no other text. No other or text. Or morph and then, but for five, he's like the world's worst overrun. So like you're 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 like well I have the world's worst overrun that I telegraphed a mile away by the way if I'm not telegraphing it a mile away it's eight okay sure or I just have a two two for two this is not smack of a constructed playable card to me I think that it will probably be constructed playable I just hate it <laughs> I like this card I mean I like I like like I just to me it's just like this is a two two for two right he's just gonna do his thing. You know, maybe he goes it's to some human deck. I don't know what you know. It's what just Kami of Ancient Law. Yeah, in, yeah. He's just he's just a guy. And Craig Jones is right. You just attack with it. You, you Craig Jones had Kami of Ancient. Yeah, yeah. I think that was it. And like, and and then sometimes you know. I mean, I am trying to find crusades. It's one of the things that that I've been working on. I'm trying to make white decks that that can attack effectively because there's so many good ways to generate tokens right now. Right. Uh, so maybe maybe I. I guess when you have five... Okay, what's the rule, right? If I draw between three and four lands, I'm supposed to win. Right. If I draw more than three or four lands, eh, Yeah. Then... I mean, but if you drew three or four more lands, you probably don't have a lot of creatures to... Yeah, but like, if you draw on five or six lands, you probably don't have enough creatures. Do you remember what Yaddiel used to always say? Like, don't even worry about these things. Creatures is an unplayable strategy. <laughs> things well, that's like, not true anymore. Well, because Yaddiel says they're unplayable. Uh, he won a Pro Tour. Yeah. He beat Kenji in the finals. I understand. Creatures have gotten better since then. Multiple people have won with white Winnie decks since then. Name five. Paul Rietzel. Uh, Craig Wesco. That's like a white green deck, but five. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, I said five. I I don't think <laughs> There's I not five. five. <laughs> I said multiple people, and I was correct. Okay. Um, Rush of Battle. Rush of Battle. Three white for sorcery. Creatures you control get plus two, plus one until end of turn. Warrior creatures you control gain lifelink until end of turn. That's probably a pain in limited, right? Oh, man. I already hate this card in limited. Yeah, but not, not constructive quality. No. But even, even with all the horde chiefing and... I mean, I would so sooner play Master of Pearls. How about that? <laughs> and Master of Pearls is probably fun. Sure. Sage Eye Harrier. This is a, a... No, this isn't a card we talked about. Four white for a one five flying, and it has more four. Bleh. Helps you disguise your master of pearls. Uh, I mean, the best I ever did was I was playing against like a red deck when I, in a PTQ where I had exalted angels, and I just kept running out my goblin ruin blasters <laughs> and kept bolting them. I'm like, I'm so smart, and then my exalted angel lived, and I won. I'm sure that was super fascinating for everyone at home. So bolt Mike C. Giant Harrier so he can unmorph his master of pearls. Yeah. Uh, so if that's actually happening, yeah. then bolt me. Yeah. <laughs> Shoot me because that's it. Salt Road Patrol, 3W for a human scout, Outlast, 1 and W, 2-5, not a 
card that you ever see I'm yourself. sure that I would lose to that limited every yeah. time. Oh, every yeah. time I would lose to it. Like, this card is only four mana. You can never get through it. It's literally like wall of never get through me, and it just gets worse. Right. right? Is that as a sorcery to outlast? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. If it had not been as a sorcery, this would just be the most oppressive mechanic in the history yeah, of yeah, limited. Yeah, I'm sure that's right. Uh, Secret of the Way, so I forget who posted it, but, oh, Zach Hill was like, oh, I was thinking about surprising people with my Secret of the Way deck, but damn it, Craig Wesco posted a deck with Secret of the Way on, you know, Brain Burst today. Like, really? Who looks at this card and doesn't immediately anticipate that Craig Wesco, Craig Wesco is going to have four of these in, in his, like, gauntlet of... White weenie deck. Well, I mean, it's like a reasonably costed... So Secret of the Way, one white for a 2-2... Two two. Two, Human Warrior with Prowess. And then whenever you cast a non-creature spell, it gets an extra Prowess bonus of lifelink until end of turn. So this is just like the only Prowess card you would consider playing. Well, I mean, I mean, think about the things that happen too. Like you play this on turn two. Mm. On turn three, you play your, you know, whatever your Crusade effect is. Yeah, uh, Spear of Heliod. Sure, you play your Spear of Heliod. So now four, gets, four, it's now a 4-4 four, four lifelink. Yeah. You know, get in. I mean... I, I, I think it's actually pretty good with, like, Raise the Alarm. Sure. Right? Yeah. Which is a kind of creatures and kind of not. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, th I think this card's really good. What do you... What's your... I mean, it's got the same problem as most other prowess or heroic-based weenie creatures, which is that creating the balance between creatures and buffs is dubious I, I think for that, competitive magic. I think that the buffs, if, if the buffs are... Like, we've gotten to the point with these decks where there's enough things that we want to play like i just i again i just see all of the you know like heroic interactions i cast a spell for my heroic guy it gives a bonus to this guy this guy gets a prowess bonus he gets lifelink like i can see it just sort of coming together synergistically i brave the elements kind so of call you it think that craig wesco's prowess heroic green white deck for honolulu will just win the pro tour he does have the world's greatest Satessin tactics. I, I think he... Oh, my God, his Satessin tactics. His Satessin tactics are going to be better than ever, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I think I think it's possible. Two Pro Tours in two years. I wouldn't put it past him. It's a, it's a Hawaiian Pro Tour, though, so... He only does well at Californian Pro Tours. I mean... All four of his top eights are from in California. Who does well in Hawaiian Pro Tours? Paul Brian Rietzel. Kibler, Paul Rietzel... Ma uh, Tom the Boss Ross! Tom Ross... Uh, Brad Nelson. Yeah, Brad Nelson. Uh, Guillaume Wafatapa has Conley a couple Woods. good good results in Hawaii. Do Ruel brothers still travel to Pro no, Tours? Because they, they might, they might. They're good at Hawaiian Pro might, Tours, yeah, though. They might. Uh, Siegecraft, Enchantment, Aura, next, right? Like we. Plus two plus four is a big game. We've though. been spoiled by Aura <laughs> for Auras with with the. It's a big game. Smite the Monstrous, this is a reprint. I thought about playing it. Did you really? Yeah, then I stopped thinking about okay. it. Okay. <laughs> suspension. Really, really thought about playing this one. Uh, this card's kind of a, a, a pain for you, right? Like, one white enchantment. Uh, when Suspension Field ends as a battlefield, you may exile target creature with toughness three or greater until Suspension Field leaves the battlefield and Sky Games works the way you want it to. Um, it's got a big fat May. Just, just good? I think it's just a good card. I think I think it might be good for lowering your curve for Genesis Hydra. Well, one of the things I'm always concerned about is how how low I can get my Genesis Hydra on. Usually, yeah. I don't cast it for less than five if I can help it. Um, but you know, just lowering your curve on Genesis Hydra is pretty exciting. Uh, just using a temple to set this up and then cast it on turn two could be good. I set up a, a Genesis kill with uh, 
on, in the cube the other day. Right? Genesis, what kind of thing? Wave. Genesis wave. Oh yeah. And so I like did a small Genesis that just hit like a couple. I had an Eternal Witness and a Lotus oh, okay. Cobra, and I had a Lotus Cobra in hand, and I had uh, Root Awakening. So I just wanted. So I just Genesis for like four to hit like two or three lands, and then Hydrid back the Genesis wave. I mean, uh, you know, I, Witness I back the Genesis saying. wave, and then Genesis waved again. Hit a bunch more lands, did my thing, and then next turn I was able to. So my opponent was in a lot of life. You, so you've been playing a lot of cube, or how much? Fair amount. More than me. I've only played two so far. I've only played a couple. Yeah, I just try. But to you don't them. force mono red. No, I don't. Actually, I force mono. I usually force green ramp of some kind. Uh, take up arms. I'm curious about this card, Mike. Four white for an instant. Put three plus three one one white warrior creature tokens onto the battlefield. So making multiple warrior tokens instead of soldier tokens is kind of a new thing. Yeah, um, I, I I would still say this card's too expensive to construct. Feels too expensive to me, but I mean, well, we see increasing savagery in green. So I mean, incre- the the commensor card would be like increasing devotion for white and that card's substantially worse than increasing devotion. Yeah. If you think about what's what's pure in the yeah. In the card pool, I think. Do you think increasing savagery will be played? It was played in um, top eight decks played by Go and John a few years yeah, ago, yeah. right? So, I think that might be a card. I mean, that means that that's the power level of the increasing card you would see, right? Yeah. Okay. Increasing savagery is in the set, right? Is it? I think it is. Am I just going back on crazy? I think you've gone crazy. I was looking at you like you were going crazy. Right. Timely. Uh, don't don't look it up. We'll get there. <laughs> Some other day. Time. We have to find out if there's increasing savagery. I mean, am I just did I just imagine this? I think so. Let's see. Where it's in green. Incremental. Oh, growth. incremental growth, not increasing savagery. Yeah, because flashback, right? Incremental growth is what I meant. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so that's a completely different. Just forget everything I said about increasing savagery. <laughs> Okay, so just bottom, re- bottom line, take up, arm, take up arms, not a card you're going to... Speaking play. of things to delete, we if you listened to the last podcast but weren't one of the million people who commented to us, yes, First Turn Mana Confluence can help you cast Brimaz or Prophetic Flame Speaker. As can uh, some sort of spring leaf spring, drum. Spring leaf drum, yeah. So we were wrong on that one. Yeah. Sorry. Um, Ornithopter spring leaf drum. Nigh unplayable. Yeah, but we're, we're, we're not going to do that one, but... First turn, Mana Confluence, yeah. Elvish Miss is actually a very playable thing to yeah, do, yeah. and that will Happily do the thing. Happily to get that online. Yeah, so I've had, I've had Prophetic Flame Spirit in 100% of my decks so far. Ooh. In one case, it was equipped with Sword of Body and Mind. Oh, that's disgusting. Oh, yeah, it really was. Like, I just, just hit my opponent once, and then he conceded. Yeah. As the stack popped up, he's like, oh, no, I don't want to do that. And it also does a bazillion damage, yeah, yeah. in case you were wondering. Um, Timely Horde me. Three white for a three-two human warrior with raid. When it enters the battlefield, if you attack with a creature this turn, return target creature card with converted mana cost two or less from your graveyard to the battlefield. This card is spectacular for limited. Yeah, it is spectacular <laughs> for limited, but not good enough for yeah. constructed. Not not revelarky enough. I mean, like if it just didn't have the raid ability and it just did that thing, it would still probably not be good enough, right? right? So. But it just seems awesome for limited. Uh, Venerable Lamasu, I know this is a card you have been uh, trying very hard to break. Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's seven and a flying creature. It's very comparable to <laughs> to Hornet Queen. <laughs> just trying to Genesis Hydra this out. Yeah, so you've I mean, got Genesis Hydra. You've got actually Hornet Queen marker. Yeah, it's a very very similar. It's a very very similar amount of uh, 
I did, in fact, order all my cards from Face to Face games. Uh, it has a similar amount of power and toughness to. No, it doesn't. <laughs> this is nothing to say. Uh, if you were to play seven, casting cost for a creature that flies, this just play Hornet play, Queen. Or play Necropolis Fiend. That card's good. good. Which one is that? It's one? seven BB with Delve. Oh, okay. Four or five. Like he's That's the, not really seven. He's he, he's the Tarmogoyf that may not be spell snared. <laughs> um, War, War Behemoth. What do you think that the one that everyone plays in limited will be played in this set though? Which one? The 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 one that's five five flying for BB. It's five five flying with the infinite delve. For... Tombstalker. Yeah. Tombstalker's not in this set. No. Well, do you think it will be in this block? Oh, I don't know. I hope so. Probably right. It was a future shifted card, yeah. right? So maybe I played it in some some decks back when it was in standard. I mean, it was just reprinted in Modern Masters, so I don't I don't know if it will be. But was it a popular card for Modern? Yeah, it's a fairly popular card in Legacy. People people play it. Yeah. I, I hope so. I love Tombstalker. Uh, War Behemoth, six mana for three six morph. Yeah. Uh, Watcher of the Roost. We've talked about you. You actually. And like I'm this cool card. on this now. I thought about it more. No. It's not not good. No. All right. I, I thought I thought it was good though. All right. You have to love this card. Wingmate Rock. Wingmate Rock. The Broodmate Griffin. Oh, I love this card. This card is insane. Three WW for a three four flying. That's almost good enough. I mean, almost. almost. We were talking about a, a four-mana version of that. Yeah, yeah, almost good enough. But raid, when Wingmate Rock enters the battlefield, if you attack to the creature this turn, put a 3-4 white bird creature token with flying onto the battlefield. Whenever Wingmate Rock attacks, you gain one life for each attacking creature, which includes all your Hornet Queen tokens. Yeah. I mean, I kind of want to make a deck that's like... I, I could see one of these in your, in your deck. Well, the 3-4 guy for four and this guy as four ofs in... You know, a green acceleration shell already. I could see it. That's just a different deck. Then, then you want to play a lot, all your like crusades and overruns, right? Yeah. And just like all in the sky. Card, I think this card's great. I, I think it's very good. But would you play it in a deck other than green acceleration? It's kind of expensive to play in to, to play fair magic. Are you going to play like a white weenie deck that tops up on this? It's no, I can see playing. I mean, I, I, th I think this goes into like a mid range deck. You think this is a mid range card? Yeah, I mean, you have to raid them. This isn't just five mana so, two three four. If it's five mana two three four, it's blue white would play it. Yeah, blue no, white's not playing this. Maybe we'll see. They gotta get this. They gotta get the setup attack. Sure, they have to. They're not the, gonna have that. Depends on what other tools. Oh, they I have. mean, you, unless you think, do you think it's gonna be like blue white skies? Could be. That deck's getting tempoed out by red green. There's no way. Okay. That no. You need. You either need this to be the top end of a white wingy deck. This guy still gets pooped on by Storm Breath Dragon. Yeah, sure, but everyone does, right? Yeah. Like, Stormbreath Dragon is just like Jace the Mind Sculptor. It's just this thing that's in the format, and you have to accept that it exists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, I was talking to Chapin about this week, and I'm just like, look, it's been the best threat for, like, the whole... It's been in every deck that i played in Standard for the last year, right? right? I love Stormbreath Dragon. Maybe I should just switch to Green Red Ramp. <laughs> is, that just, is this Stormbreath Dragon and Crater Claws just better than Elsbeth and Banishing Light? Greater Claws is the X spell. Yeah. yeah. That card's pretty good when all your guys are infinity, infinity. Yeah. All right, let's, let's just go. Really, I think this card's good. Let's look back on white. So we like Wingmate Rock. Is that all the white? That's all the white. Wingmate Rock is good. Um, suspension, suspension Field's can, okay, yeah. Okay, I mean. I mean, playable. I think Seeker of the Way is a, is a very playable card. Okay. Uh, I, th I think you're going to see this thing attacking for four and five on turn three quite a bit. 
you know. I could accept that, sure. You know, not not the kind of decks you're going to play, obviously. Uh, I Man, like Master of Pearls, too. It's not unplayable. It's fine. Uh, uh, I mean, the best white card is High Sentinels, though. That and that's so funny. That's that's not uh, you. You like it better than In House. I think yeah, it's a better card. In House is is going to be the most played card, but the best card is High Sentinels. Oh, and the other be- best card is the the guy with the horn who's next to High Sentinels. The guy with the horn who's next to the High Sentinels. Left, left. Oh, Carol the Bad and Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's white. Let's do. You, you don't like High Sentinels. Uh, I, I, you know what? I hadn't. I you, you recontextualize it for me. I kind of like it. I especially like it in, in in the deck you're talking about. Yeah, I, if I had had any testing, I would have probably. Really cons- it just I don't have those cards, right? So it's going to sound like just a bunch of complaints because Chapin's like, you're not trying hard enough, right? And I'm like, I'm trying, man. I'm trying. He's like, he's not trying hard enough. I'm like, I can't get the cards that I want. If if this open were a week later, then I would have the chance to get all the cards and order all the cards to test different things. But I basically have to play with what I can get on sure. the day the, the day after the set goes legal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one will ship me the cards. I know all these stores have opened their packs, by the way. <laughs> they won't ship the cards, though, you know? So what am I supposed to do? Pay retail at the open? Maybe. Oh, come on. Um, it's not a pro tour. Blinding spray. What is this, five mana for I'm, a card? I'm, I'm playing <laughs> Cancel. Just, Cancel is in the same format right now with dissolve and dissipate. Yeah, we've got we've got a and dissipate. You're saying right? We've got a buffet of three mana counter spells. As Patrick Chapin often says, "Cancel is his favorite blue card." Yeah, he's like, he's like it's easy to love counter spell. Yeah. <laughs> if you love cancel the best, then you're really a blue mage. What do you think about Clever Impersonator? Two UU for a zero zero shapeshifter. You may have Clever Impersonator enter the battlefield as a copy of any non-land permanent on the battlefield. Probably the best card in the set. I mean, I think Charging Rhino is that the one I like? Was our Siege Rhino? Siege Rhino, yeah. Is I said I like the best. I think that Siege Rhino I like maybe the best card in the set. I think this is maybe the best card in the set. It's really powerful. Like I showed Land my deck, and he's like, "Are you crazy? Have you not read the Imposter of the Impersonator?" What's the what's the best uh, thing to impersonate? Probably an Elspeth, a Hornet Queen, a Sarkin, a Stormbreath Dragon. Make a list. I like impersonating a Garrick Apex Predator, getting their Garrick. Oh, that is the hottest thing ever. <laughs> Super hot. But uh, yeah, this card this card's terrific. I mean, I almost wanted to be like, what if I added two Mana Confluence, four Land of War Wastes, four oh, Temple no. of Malady oh, to my no. deck? And then just jammed in four Siege Rhino and one Garrick. Oh, and I Chapin was just like, are you crazy? <laughs> I'm like, what's your mana base? And I'm like, all right, four Nykthos. <laughs> it's like, you don't even have any forests for your Windswept teams anymore. <laughs> he's like, he's like, I like Siege. He's like, I can't imagine not playing Siege Rhino until I think about playing it in your deck. Then <laughs> I think you should just play a different deck. <laughs> but I can't play Siege Rhino in this deck, yeah. right? It's too hard. Crippling Chill. I love this card. I played it and constructed before. Did you really? My deck was 244 cards, but I played it. <laughs> yeah, I played it a couple of times in battle decks. Um, you know, kept you alive for a turn, draw yeah, the card. it's a sweet card. Uh, oh, for those of you who don't know, it's a reprinted card. It's an instant. To you. Tap target creature. It doesn't untap during its controls. Next untap step, draw a card. Draw a card. It's got the magic text. I love it. Would you... I, I think it's a you play. I have played it in constructed. Okay. Uh, all right, here's a big question. Dig through time. Chapin says this is the best card. I have this card, obviously. I like, I like Treasure Cruise, too, though. We'll get there. Uh, dig through time. Six UU. Instant. Rare. 
delve. Uh, look at the top seven cards of your library. Put two of them into your hand and the rest on the bottom of your library in any order. I really like... Um... Velo you know, you, like you, double impulse. You were the one who really like coined the term velocity originally. Yeah, right? yeah. So like velocity based, um, transactional based decks, right? So we have these decks that right now um, we've seen for a little while that are about investing permanence, right? So control decks that play cards like Banishing Light, Detention Sphere, uh, Gods, etc., Planeswalkers. What if we switch our paradigm to? A transactionally based deck that's all like Voyages Ends, Lightning Strikes, Anger of the Gods, moving cards from our hand to our graveyard, drawing, drawing, just so we can play cards like Dig Through Time in a more timely fashion. I'm totally... The next deck that I'm going to make is going to be Blue-Red, Dig Through Time, all the kinds of cards that I said a second ago, and then that Blue-Red uh, Power Sync that you said that I was going to love. And I was like, I don't like it. That's like just my dad. Like four of that. And then like two or four Karanos at the top end. Yeah. And then like every other card that... I think, think about think about a, a, a mid-game state where you have like seven or eight mana out. Your opponent, you know, does some big... Makes some big play. They tap out for their Garrick. And you're like, you've got one card in your hand. And you're like, all right. Take dig through time. time. Find two cards. Oh, there's my Mind Swipe. Mind Swipe you for four. Yeah, this is a... So, and I have another card in my hand still. What if I just play Villainous Wealth instead of at the top end of my deck? I love Villainous Wealth. You make my mana. Like, first of all, oh, for those of you who didn't pay attention last time, you're all stupid. I paid $100 for four Clash decks. This is what I got. Four alternate art Temple of... This, uh, Temple of Mystery. I don't even know what that's worth. That's probably $100, right? They're, they're foil. They're gorgeous. Right? Four... For, if, you, if I just bought the Coursers, they retail for about 15 that's 60 bucks. Yeah, and they can only go up. And four Arbor Colossus. These are all cards that I'm playing. Right. Right? Uh, four Nykthos. I already own some Nykthos, but like but all cards that I'm going to play this weekend Nykthos, Arbor Colossus, uh, Corsair Crufix. You know, it's Not just. Not to mention just some staple commons. Untap Seder. I didn't own any. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have four copies of. I'm not going to play. I was going to play at the Font of Fertility. I got convinced not to play it. Yeah. I mean, like, just like, but it. it's foil. It's not a good reason, right? So, I I, I have sixteen Elvish Mystics now. I used to have none. <laughs> like there were like my daughter's green deck that she plays. She, it's her favorite deck to play because uh, I didn't make her one that actually has Goblin Guides in it. Has like a bunch of different Land War Elves from different sets, and some of them are in Japanese or whatever. And she's just like, my friends don't believe me what this card says. <laughs> So I could like, just replace Dad, Daddy, this is operationally very sloppy. Yeah, so, but I bought her some, like, predator slivers to go with her muscle slivers. Oh, man. Oh, the, the kids at school cannot beat, like, oh. four Meyerboa, four Riverboa. I'll start digging out some slivers for her. I've got some slivers. Yeah, Meyerboa, Riverboa, predator sliver, muscle sliver. It's going to be Elvish Mystic now. Blastoderm, which is not as good as, yeah. as it once was. Rancor. How, um, many, how many overruns did you give her? Four. All right. <laughs> Four, four treetop village. There's a Yabamaya hollow. She's like, the kids at school cannot defeat this deck. Oh, there's giant growth in this deck too. She's just like, they play their like, you know, even there's kids at school that have like decks with Erebos in them or whatever. She's like, you play Myerboa on turn three or you play it with an elf on turn two. They can't win. <laughs> can't block, can't kill it. She's like, if you put Rancor on that, they're, 
There's just no coming back. And then they're like, blah, blah, blah stuff. And you're like, overrun. And she's like, this is the most fun, but not for them deck. <laughs> she, uh, she, she loves beating the crap out of kids at school. That's her thing that she Very likes. Funny. Yeah. I know, I know uh, Randy's daughter is playing Magic 2 now. Yeah. Well, some of them are like the Mr. Suitcase of like the fourth grade. Like their dad bought them like an all foil, sure. you know, like whatever. Rare. Oh my God. So. I got a shopping list from one of these kids. Like a, a mom went to my wife, who's also a mom. She's like, hey, can Michael help my so-and-so get these cards? The cards were like Erebos, Pelucranos, Perforos. Like uh, those were just like the new cards. It was, was all... building an O-stack. <laughs> I'm not the one who named all the damn cards. Right? Yeah, but it's yeah. like every, a Tarmogoyf, Jace the Mind Sculptor. I'm like... What do you mean? Can I help him get his cards? I'm like, I can send them a link to a store. <laughs> this card is a hundred dollars each. If you're pointing to Tarmogoy, if it's two hundred dollars each, oh, I was pointing at the Jace. Oh, okay. So the they're like, oh, I, w I wasn't aware. <laughs> I'll give them a signed Mike Flores token. <laughs> can Mike print these? <laughs> uh, let's go back to blue here. Yeah. Disdainful stroke. One U. I thought it's a disdain. I literally thought it was disdainful strike. <laughs> No, it's a disdainful stroke. It's oh, very, disdainfully it's very, stroke it's very, it's very Catholic. Yeah. Um, Counter-target spell with converted mana cost four or greater. This seems playable to me. Uh, you know, I, re I remember before the set Dissension was printed, Aaron Forsyth walks up to me. This was a time where I was considered a pretty good tech designer, and I, the, I was coming off of making you know, some blue decks. For, I was actually at Pro Tour Honolulu, right? So I had a deck in the top eight. And he says, hey, would you play this card? It's a card you showed me with Spell Snare. And I said, "That's what this. That's what I thought." Yeah. About this so, card. and I said, "Well, in sideboard maybe." And he's like, "You'll play this card." <laughs> and then he just walked away. And it turned out it was like my favorite card yeah, for two just, years. And disdainful stroke. If you if you do see people casting, if dig through time is an is an amazing card. Yeah. And people are going to be, you know, committing a bunch of their resources, like in terms of their graveyard, that are not renewable to casting a card like yeah. this or Necropolis Fiend. This or, is just negate, right? It is just negate. Yeah, it's yeah. fine. Yeah, it, it, it counters almost every planeswalker, right? Crushes the deck I'm playing. Yeah. Right. Uh Dragon's Eye Savant, we've talked about this card. I think it's pretty good. It's fine. It does it does what it does. Embodiment of Spring. This is a I very a Michael J. Super card. interesting card. You for an O3 elemental. One G tap. Sacrifice embodiment of spring. Search your library for a basic land card. Put it onto the battlefield tapped, then shuffle. Are you sure this isn't a BDM card? You love Simic. Like you're Simic to this core, right? This is I'm I'm the one cut Font of Fertility from his deck, which is a way easier to use card than this. I mean, I am playing this card in my commander decks, but, you know. I mean, would you play this in Constructed? I really want to play my alternate art Prophetic Sphinxes. Because I, I, I love that card yeah, a lot. Yeah, I could see, I could see playing it in, in, in Constructed. If it had power. If it were, like... If it was, but, like, I mean, like, you know, if your opponent's, like, you know, like, puts down a... You go first, and you're, like... You buy him in a spread, and your opponent's, like, Elite Vanguard... Or whatever the equivalent of the elite vanguard is, or tormented hero, good, right? you're like, awesome. I'll sack this when I need to. Yeah. In the meantime, I'm just gonna negate. Like, I see this card actually being very functional. It's it's great and limited for that too. Your opponent's like, got a morph, and you're like, excellent. I'm gonna. You want to get through this guy with your morph? You're gonna have to commit all your mana to it. And so I guess you're like, yeah, you're you're like, opponent's like two one. You're like this thing block once. Play your second land, say go. They attack, block again, use it, then play Kiora. Yeah, or whatever. Yeah. You're you're in great shape. I I, I think this card like Pelugranos. Yeah, I think this card's very playable. Yeah, okay. Um, or if you're just playing Clash decks, is it Horizon Chimera. <laughs> Force away. 
One, you return target creature with owner's hand, ferocious. You control a creature with power four or greater, you may draw a card, and if you do, discard a card. Um, this is going into my value cube. Sure. That's as that's okay. much as I'm going to say. Glacial Stalker, this is a four or five morph for six mana, but, or morphs for five. Icy Blast. Icy Blast. So if you like, if you like crippling chill, yeah. then how do you feel about this card? Well, it's rare. Blue X, tap X target creatures. Ferocious, if you control a creature with power four or greater, those creatures don't untap during their controller's next untap. This is like the Tangle of Teamer, right? Yeah. So, this card pretty good. Uh, I mean, if I'm playing against a Teamer deck this weekend, I'm going to probably be pretty destroyed by this card, right? It's awesome against huge creatures. Yeah, it's, this card is, I, th I think this card is good. Well, it's, if you have Ferocious going on, it's probably really good, yeah. right? It's probably still okay. Well, you know, interestingly enough, this card. Glimpse of the Sun God didn't see much play, right? It, it, but it it kind of did. You saw people playing it in heroic decks, and if there's a blue white heroic deck, yeah. then this card is fantastic because you again, it's an instant. You get to tap your creep. You get to attack, and then say tap your four guys, and oh, this three extra man I have, I'm gonna get my three heroic triggers too, and kill you. I like this card a lot. I can see it being a, you know a control card against you know any number of fat green red rampy decks and as being a uh, an aggro card for like a blue white around yeah it, it, i think it's cards i mean but it's just in teamer it's just super good right yeah 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 uh just guy elder we talked about this last yeah, time yeah i can't for that card just guy wind scout uh two one flying for three prowess it's the same card as just guy elder yeah, with yeah. one more mana Keru Flying in different power and toughness. Keru but otherwise the same. Yeah, Keru Spell Snatcher. 3U for a 3-3. Three, three. Blue Hell Dragon. Or Morph for 4UU. When it is turned face up, counter target spell. If that spell is countered this way, exile it instead of putting it into a soldier's graveyard. You may cast that card without paying its mana cost for as long as it remains exiled. This has got to be your like favorite card, right? I love this card. Maybe I should have made a blue green deck with this thing and the impersonator, right? Would I? Would that deck be better than the one I'm playing? I don't. Why would that be better? I don't know. I'm probably just going to lose to new cards that I don't know. Oh, okay. That seems powerful. This does seem powerful. I mean, you certainly get yourself in a position like in a, you know, where where you've morphed this guy on turn three. You're, you're playing your game, you have some Arbor Colossus in play on turn four off an elf, and then you untap, and then, like, what are you going to do? You can't really lose, right? Right. Really oh, this is, this is just Huey Jensen magic, right? Yeah, you're just like, go. Yeah. Attack you it's with like, Arbor Colossus. Like, oh, nothing? Monstrous. So untap. Go, you know. For those of you who don't know, Huey Jensen used to teach this strategy of magic, which, is a, of, which he called Counter Tree. And he said... A tree is hard enough to beat the first time, but beating it twice? Because <laughs> you have a counter spell? The only thing better than tree is is tree banishing. <laughs> he loves trees. Yeah. Uh, Misfire Weaver is another morph. 3U for a 3-1 flyer. Morph for 2U when Miss Weaver when Misfire Weaver is turned face up. Create target creature you control gains tax proof until it certainly is a lot of text. It's fine. It's no will bender. Eh. Two in you, I would seriously consider playing it, right. but at three in you, I don't think so. Monastery Flock, uh, two U for an O five Defender Flying Morph U. Morph U. Morph U. Uh, Mystic of the Hidden Way, another morph for you for three two a Human Monk. Mystic of the Hidden Way can't be blocked. Morph two three. Two I mean, they're really worried about their Invisible Stalkers these days. It yeah. looks like. I mean. 
you know, I, I, I'm just going by these cards because they're not, I mean, is, is, are any of these cards no, notable? It's all garbage. Uh, Pearl Lake Agent. I feel like this card should be good, but I don't see how it possibly can be. <laughs> <laughs> right? Is that the impression you get? Well, like, five UU. Uh, flash. So Pearl it's, 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 it's a seven, seven, but hey, seven, it's got flash. Seven, can't be countered. Prowess. <laughs> Great. Uh, return three lands you controlled in their owner's hand to return Pearl Link Agent to its owner's hand. If it said from your from play or graveyard, I'd be like, oh, okay. Well, that's it? Bounce my lands and the guy? I don't know. It's unwrathable, right? It's sort of like, it's, it's Aetherling-like. It's tough to wrath, not unwrathable. At some sure. point, you really don't want to remove these next three. It doesn't have, like, protection from banishing. I'll show you. Bounce it. Yeah. Can you imagine you banish something and then their response is to pick up four permanents? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. They had seven. I, yeah. This is, I don't. Do you, what do you think my assessment? I, I feel like this card should be good. I, <laughs> I yeah. don't see how it possibly can be. Um. Yeah, I mean, it just... I, I, I keep feeling like I'm waiting for some sort of can't be targeted. It doesn't have island proof. walk. Yeah. Like, wait, shouldn't it have, like, Island Walk, maybe? I, I don't know. Um, quiet Contemplation. To you. So, you, so let's to be clear, neither of us is willing to X, X out Pearl Lake Agent, right? We're waiting I'm for just, the other I'm shoe just, to yeah, drop. Yeah, I'm just waiting but, for the shoe, yeah. Yeah, but I don't, I don't, I don't know what brand that shoe is going to yeah. be. It might be it's going to be a Meta World Peace Panda sneaker. Oh, no, what if it's a Ked being worn by Taylor Swift? Quiet Contemplation. To you, Enchantment. Whenever you cast a non-creature spell, you may pay one. If you do tarp, tap target creature and opponent controls and it doesn't untap during its controller's next untap step. This is very Astral Slidey to me. Yeah, it seems good. This card actually seems really good to me. Maybe I'll put that in my Karanos deck. This card Sideboard? Bolt that. Everything one, is jilt, tap right? Tap that, yeah. Oh, you have to pay one? You have to pay one. Oh, well. Man, a second ago in my imagination, this card was even, even at paying one, like, yeah. you know... It's, a, it's more lightning rifty, then. Sure, more lightning rifty, but same, same. But, I mean, it's going to... You're going to do cast a spell and negate a creature for a turn. Cast my Planeswalker, tap your guy that would otherwise kill my Planeswalker, and then activate my Planeswalker in some way that's favorable to me. And it doesn't untap? Yeah, it doesn't yes, untap. Maybe this is a main deck card, even. Yeah, this card is... Good. So, like, on turn three, you play this, and on turn four, you play the second copy, and then and then, and then then pay the one on the, the first copy? That's way better than just regular prowess. Yeah, this, this card's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like it. Um, River, Wheel, Ar River Wheel Aerialist, six mana for a four-five flying prowess, unplayable. <laughs> Scaldkin. What is it? Djinn that look like goats? What is this? I feel like these guys should be awesome, though. They have cool art. Yeah, they look kind of like uh, Moloch from Sleepy Hollow. So, do you it, not watch Sleepy Hollow? I watch it some. I it's don't good. watch it as much as you do. It's Doctor Who for America. Get with it. The guy's even English. I saw. I think I saw him at a party. It's Doctor Who for America. What are you? A Doctor I'm Who? I'm British. Some Doctor Who comedy. Are you up to date on Doctor Who this season? No, I haven't watched. I've stopped. Said, I'm just going to watch it when it's on Netflix. They said the best episode since, uh, since 11th Hour was two weeks ago. Yeah, I've, heard, I've heard that. Uh, Scaldkin. Oh, I hate the new Doctor. 
Yeah. I mean, hate's a strong word. I'd yeah, everyone does. 3U for a 2-2 flying. 2R, sacrifice Skullkin. It deals 2 damage to target creature player. Huh, We've seen cheaper versions of this card that, that still not didn't get played. played yeah. Scion of Glaciers. 2UU for a 2-5. Uh, you, Sign of Glacier, Glaciers, gets plus one, minus one until end of turn. Like outstanding limited card. Yeah, it's really good and limited, but yeah. very Morphling-ish. Yeah, I was thinking very Tide Element. Is it Tide Elemental? Sure. Wave Elemental? Sure. Uh, set Adrift, 5U, Sorcery, de- oh, I've definitely cast this as an instant. Set Adrift. <laughs> <laughs> five, five, I may have cast this as an instant against someone from R&D. <laughs> Maybe on the design team, not on the development team. By the way, I'm undefeated against the development team, just so you know. Who's on the development team? Eric Lauer? Sam Stoddard. No, Adam Prozac. And Sam Stoddard, among others. When you say undefeated, you mean just over the weekend? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) In this format. (laughs) You're undefeated against Randy and Mike? No. Like the all-time development team? No, no, no. What if it was like the development team All-Stars? It was Humphreys, Randy, and Mike. Let's see. Who, who else? It's five-man development team All-Stars. Humphreys, Randy, Mike. Well, we got to go deep below Hall of Famers now. Those guys are all Pro Tour champion Hall of Famers, yeah. right? Yeah. Was Randy development or is he always designed? No, he was lead developer, and then he okay. appointed Brian Schneider to be his oh, heir. Yeah, as lead yeah. developer. Oh, I guess we can dip down into Aaron. Sure. Aaron and Brian? Yeah. yeah. No no current Magic team beats that team. Pantheon would have problems with that team. No? Maybe. It's very Pantheon-like. Yeah, they're just the Pantheon of the, the, yeah. the last generation. Uh, set of Drift, playable, no. Delve. Sorcery. Yeah. Big cheats. <laughs> Singing Bell Strike. Uh, Stubborn Denial. This card is also very good in the teamer deck, huh? Well, it costs one... Which is great. You counter target non creature spell unless control pays one. So it's just four spike. Yeah. Or a four spike. You know, disrupt the more than four spike. Ferocious. If you control a creature with power four or greater, just counter that spell. I, think it, I don't think it matters if it's teamer or not. I think like it just four spikes come on. This card's just good though, right? Like, yeah, maybe. Uh, Tigem scheming. When you look at the top five cards of your library, put any number of them. Into your graveyard and the rest back on top of your library in any order. You don't get a card for it. Unlikely to be played. Even if there's like insane delve stuff to be do. No. Even if you just like play it, dump six mana. Would you rather do that or just cast like, you know, some bolts and card draws and counters yeah, to do the same thing? I'd obviously rather do that. Thousand wins, four UU, elemental, five six, flying. Uh, then it has Morph 5UU. Morph 7, yeah. Yeah, Morph 7. When Thousand Winds is turned face up, return all other tap creatures to their owner's hands. It's a pretty cool card, I think. It is a pretty cool card. So it's it's just Fat Modi. Yeah. Uh, but it has an awesome upside as a The morph art's creature. pretty sweet on this card, too. Yeah, it's a Thousand Winds. There's a little eye there. Uh, playable? Yeah, for yeah. sure. Uh, maybe you play it as the six drop in the... In, in the blue-green deck? What if you just played mono-blue? Do you think that's too slow? I don't know. You need to slow them down. When we played Mono Blue before, we had fives and sixes. Magic wasn't wasn't faster than but we do we have two ca- casting us counter spells? We had Mana Leak. Yeah, there was always, always been something. Yeah, I probably can't play that way because you're just gonna get demolished by Green Ramp. You're you're and then also just cast Parish out of the sideboard. Isn't that what we always did? Is there Parish? No. Is that that Miss Parish? Yeah, no. I miss Parish. Yeah. And then 
you could make a red red aggro deck right now. I, I almost played that one too. It's like it's embarrassing because other than Goblin uh Goblin Rabble Master, like all the cards are like common. You can just play like all one drops, some heroic trigger stuff, and then some some stokes. And most people probably can't beat that deck. Right, Mike, sit right back and you'll yeah. hear a tale. A tale of a fateful trip. Yeah, I know you like this card. Treasure cruise. Eight. Eight mana. Sorcery. I can cast this I can cast this for you on turn four in standard pretty easily. You know what the best friend of Delve is? What? Flooded Strand. Yes. You know what the second best friend of Delve is? Windswept Teeth? Balluted Delta. Yeah. Uh, with the next two, best friend two, two, two fetch lands and a scout the borders. I hate scout the borders. Whatever. Like two fetch so lands and a scout the borders, and I can cast this for you on turn four. But I can also cast the other card for you. You. Uh, so, uh, do you like this card at all? Um, what's its realistic cost? About five. Yeah, it's all right. I mean, I think you're only going to play it in the deck where its realistic cost is div divination. I mean, you don't have to play it immediately, right? Right. What I'm saying is, I, I think you're only going to play it in the deck that is very high velocity and is putting cards into its yard. So, how many playable delves have we looked at for blue? Just this one and the other casting. Those are the only two that we've seen as playable. Yeah, we play these ones, and then just all these transaction cards. Yeah. Easy. Is there stuff to get into graveyard? Like, just just like. I mean, you know, Sultai Ascendancy just puts two cards into your yeah, hand in every upkeep. You can't play that way. Not, not for this kind of a deck, yeah. right? Obviously, there's other decks that you can yeah. play that way. You probably need some counter magic. I don't know. These kind of decks get so messy. Uh, Water Whirl, Instinct for you, you undo. Well, that certainly costs twice as much mana. At twice the speed. Half the speed. <laughs> no, undo is a sorcery. Uh, weave fate. Yeah, so it's inspiration. I love inspiration. Yeah, I've always played playable it. card, right? Yeah, I mean, but right now, I mean, Colcano is playing Chase's Ingenuity times four in standard. Like opportunity is only one more mana. You can I I killed a lot of people with opportunity. Yeah. I mean, are you going to tell me people aren't going to weave fate? You I'm know? the only one who weaves fate or people inspires. Everyone wants to do something. People else. inspire all the time. So let's do this. So our deck is four weave fate, four inspiration. <laughs> so four weave fate, four Jason's ingenuity, four opportunity. Thoughts? Done. In. <laughs> four, five, and six. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> well, with, with divination, we, <laughs> divination inspiration. Let's just, sh let's just shave one of each so that we can put three treasure crews, in, four treasure crews in there. I mean, I would almost do that. You told me there was a way. If we, if there was a way to kill fatties, I guess we could just unsummon the fatties, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how long can you be unsummoning these fatties? Like they're gonna, they're gonna eventually catch up to you. Uh, wetland sandbar, or sandbar, just two mana for a two one blue. Literally blue. sandbar. It's, blue, it's sandbar. It's a uh, blue lightning. Yeah, nothing. It's an elk. That's there literally just for Marshall. Okay. Uh, whirlwind adept for you. Or a 4-2 Hexproof Prowess. Yeah, no thanks. That's it for blue. Blue's actually a little underwhelming. Well, you, your card drawing for all these delves is going to be pretty playable, I think. Right. I think I like Treasure Cruise. I like, like Thousand, Thousand Winds. Wins. Yeah. Uh, I like Stubborn Denial and, um, and Disdainful Stroke. I like both counters. Uh, I like Quiet Contemplation. I'm actually... Really, so this is remember we went with it. We were looking for a card. What if we just add one mana to all our card draws and we're like, tap that guy, draw two cards. Woo! 
Yeah, okay. So four Yeah, but it's you're gonna be this deck that if you don't draw your quiet contemplation you always lose to creatures. Is that the <laughs> Uh, we could we could be blue white. We could just have wraths. No, I want to be blue red. All right, I want to. Well, actually, we should cast anger of the gods, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So if like they have like four dudes, and you're like anger of the gods, all the little ones, and then lock down the big yeah, one. Yeah, lock down the big one. We're, yeah. we're such assholes. Yeah, uh, we like Karu spell snatcher. It's probably not good. It's, it might be okay. It's probably. I mean, I don't know. Icy blast. It's good. And then uh, I like impersonator's good. I like embodiment of spring, but I think the best blue card is. Uh, a tie, dig through time, and a clever impersonator. Yeah, those are both very good. All right. That so that's and blue, blue and white. Uh, we'll be back. We'll do a little bit more. We've got uh, red and black, and then green and like uh, stuff to do. Lands. Lands. Landy hose. All right. Thanks Thank, for listening. Thanks for listening to Happy Magic. Brian Dave Marshall, Michael J. Flores, by decade, etc. Yeah. Oh, wait. By decade. And also sign up for our Facebook page. Oh, yeah. Sign so up. the first week we did it, we got like 100 signups, and we said sign up for our Facebook page. And last week we forgot, and we didn't get it. Oh, yeah, definitely. Please sign Please up for our Facebook page. Please sign up for our page. Facebook page. Yeah. Uh, you know, we would be very excited if we had, you know, more than 102 signups, whatever we have. We know that we have more than that many listeners. We don't know that for sure. Um, There's only one way for us to find out. If these people sign up? Yes. All right. Please sign up for our Facebook page. Please, please, please. please. It's just your own personal data that you're giving away to Facebook. Not to us. Not to what us. What are we going to do with yeah, it? Yeah, not to us. You're just, you know, it's just another little piece of yourself you're giving Happy. away to big data. It doesn't matter. You already, you're already completely insubstantial and, and, and you've given it all away. More already. than 100 of you tweet to us every week already. So, yeah. so sign up. Please. Uh, we'll be back. We've got two more episodes to go to wrap up. Uh, talk here or leave you. No, we're not. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Bye.